Let's do it. Another episode of the Wackerman Pack and Pocket. You know who this is. This is the good guy, Chatter Pillar. Like yes, baby, you know who this is sitting over there to his left. His homie, the Lieutenant Black Bob. Bob. With the Ebony and Ivory, baby. Yeah, we're going deep right here. Sometimes known as the what, Chad? What they call me sometimes? Huh? The guy in the woods? Huh? Huh? Brother in the woods? Another another sighting, exactly. Animals yeah. saw, oh, sighting. Oh, my God. Brothers out here. Ooh. Oh, dude, this is going to be a great episode. Uh, and we're back together. We're up here at the main guy, dude. The main oh, guy at Turner, man, dude, right? Man, man, oh, man. It's been a while. Oh. 100%. But I know you got a whole bunch of other stuff you got to do first, Woo! brother. Before, but I tell you what. It is a pleasure to be here. I, you know, we've known this guy for years. Years. I'm telling you, to sit here in his home, surrounded by the game and his beautiful wife, it's amazing. Yeah, oh, yeah. And this is like, woo. I look around. I was like, where's the, where's the freaking African freaking animals? I know they had those too, right? <laughs> Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Hey, I'm glad everybody's like joining in again. And, uh, just- but you know what I'm surprised, bro? Because when I met this guy, you know, he was the fishing freaking guru. And he has no fish up in those walls. Oh, I None. I, I'm telling you. But it's nice to see this, sit in this living room right now and to see this. Yeah, like, it is, Hey, bro. this is a living room slash man cave. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm surprised he even let his wife sit in here. <laughs> well, we convinced her. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for joining in for another episode of the Whackin' and Packin' Podcast. And, uh, hey, dude. This is going to be a good one, but before that, let's get into the biz. Yes. Because there is some biz, even though it's like a fun biz, right? Absolutely. Oh, dude. Hey, I want to thank my partners out there. Oh, who should we say first? Let's just go with Wade out there at the Gator Outdoors, dude. Mm. Oh, my God. Mm. Oh, my Lord. This guy (laughs) is a home-based guy from Iowa, dude. Gator Outdoors. Wade. Oh, we love you, dude. Oh, my God. Hey. Go out there and check out Gator Outdoors. Get on his website, dude. He has some amazing stuff going on, dude. Uh, Dude, he literally has all kinds of good stuff. He has the 2023 Kill Hats going on. It's on his website. Hey, dude, he has King Camo. Did I say King's Camo? I did. Yeah, King's Camo, dude. Oh, my Lord. This guy's affiliated with King's Camo. He got the King's Camo gear going on. He got men's. He got women's, and he also has youth bundles. Oop, there okay, it is. You know what? I was on the website today, Dwight. Yeah. He has a women's bundle also. Uh-oh. Maybe we get Mike's lady to get some of, some of that, too, huh? I'm glad, you, huh? Oh, my God. And, and you know what? <laughs> King's camo? Oh, Lord. It's it's a nice camo. Maybe I'd get my wife to wear something. Like that. She don't even hunt, but maybe she'll go out in the woods and she's all... Gazzied up. Yeah. I, you know what? Maybe I'll get mine too. There you yeah. go. So she, she would just get it so she could disappear for me. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you see me now? You see me now? It just keep on creeping yeah. up the woods. Hey, yeah. Wade has all kinds of stuff on his website, dude. He has camos. He has hats. He has shirts. He has hoodies. Oh. Mm. Hey, dude. He has turkey calls. Uh-oh. He has. Oh, <laughs> 
Yeah, dude, he has all of it, dude. Oh, dude, check out Gator Outdoors. Oh, Wade has all the good stuff going on. And you know what, guys? If you guys go out there and get a, a kill hat, just a $30 item, dude. It's like $30 for a hat, right? Yep. And you go out there because you're out there every day hustling. You're out there every day grinding. Nip Nipsey Hustle. Hustle, yep. baby. Get yeah, it, baby. You know get I mean? it. Hey, and you have this hat and you harvest something. Wade will send you out a freaking kill shirt, dude. There you go. No charge, no nothing. He's just like, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. They, they, they just appreciate those out there doing the Lord's work. Oh. Getting out there, getting out in the outdoors. And the fact is, if you're successful, he wants to give you a little something. Oh, dude. You right? know, check out Gator Outdoors. Whoever dude. gives you anything for doing anything right nowadays, right? No. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> hey, but you know what? Wade does. There it is. Woo. And you know what? I just seen on the internet today, I was trying to reach out to my man Wade, but he's working like a beaver over there because you know what? He spends all his time hunting when he doesn't, but... It's that a, time of the year. They have a Black Friday sale coming up. Mm. Oh, my Lord. Do they have Here a Black Friday sale coming up? Hey, dude, you guys don't Can lie. you say that anymore? Black Friday. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't want anything about any race. You know what I'm saying? Because every day in my life, it's black. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you know, you, oh, big ebony motherfucker, you. <laughs> uh, hey, so check out Wade out there, uh, Gator Outdoors, dude. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This guy got it going on, dude, right? I yes. mean, oh, everything's in-house, dude, okay? And, yeah, and, dude, the quality is unbelievable. And also, if you reach out to this guy, you'll take care of it. There you go. He'll take care of it. So check out uh, Wade over there at Gator Outdoors, right? Also, check out woo, Mountain Bound Hunt Co. Oh, yeah. Check out my man Mark and Trev out there, ruff, dude. Ruff. Ruff, 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 ruff. The doggy dog world. Mm -hmm. Ain't that about the dog oh, in me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, all you, all you bird hunters out there. Oh, and, and you know what? There's a lot of bird hunters out there. Yes. And duck season's about, uh, I don't it's know if going. it started yet. It's rolling. Oh, it started Oh, yeah, it's rolling. Oh, it started. So yes. I know for a fact that quail hunters. Yep. Dove hunters. Pheasant hunters. Woo, pheasant hunters. Chuckers. Goose hunters. Even all the, the birds. Even though the chuckers are like, you know, the ghost of birds, right? Yes. But yes. there is some out there. Hey, dude, you guys, I know a lot of people out there have dogs. Treat your dogs, and I know you do, like your kids. Yep. Family. These guys have the new in-house freaking kennels. They're state-of-the-art, dude. They're amazing, dude. Oh, my God. We we podcasted yep. with them. Uh, we, great guy. We've seen the, the sturdiness of them. Yep. They're amazing, right? They're amazing. They're greatly built, manufactured, looking like champs. I mean, I couldn't find a flaw in those things. And I tell you what, you know, when we, we look looked at them, right? It's like, hey, dude, you know, why, why is your kennels better than anybody else's kennels? And I'll tell you what. One of the things is that you're going to get from him is one customer service and the quality of his kennels are amazing. Yes, yeah, just amazing. And you know, Mark and Trev, they're just stepping the game up. Yeah, they they also got shed hangers for all you hiking horn motherfuckers out there. <laughs> I personally don't do the the horn hiking. No, but there's a lot of guys out there now that. Dude, their passion is, yeah. let me just hike the mountains with my wife, my girlfriend, oh, yeah, my yeah. kids. And some of these guys have dogs going out there looking, look, oh, looking for sheds, oh, right? Dude, and some of these dogs, Dwight, holy shit, they find horns. Yes. Hey, yes. so when you guys are out there hiking around, 
endlessly hours and hours and miles and miles because i know you guys all have gps you got onyx and all that good stuff yep. you're, you're gridding these mountains and all that stuff when you find that great horn and you're like oh my god i found a great horn guess what guys they got shed hangers <laughs> keep it as a little souvenir so oh. it can help you know take care of it mm -hmm. you put it on that little hanger there and you you got it for life baby hey and if you don't shed horn you can get a shed hanger anyway and put your keys on it. Absolutely. It looked really, yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, Lord, because we've seen them, yeah. and they look bad. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, absolutely. Put the keys or whatever else, you know, especially, ah. when you got, especially when you got your teenage kids now driving, and you're all of a sudden they're losing their keys all the time. I can't find my keys. Mama and Daddy, where are my keys? And they got to go to school or go to work or whatever else. Put the keys on the hanger here. Yeah, it's, right? a, it's on the Jeez. Mountain Bound yeah. Hunt Co. shed hanger right at the door. <laughs> exactly. Because you know what? We saw them. And yep. they are pimp. Yeah, they look really nice. Oh, like 50 Cent pimp, yes. baby. Yes. Oh, my Lord, they are badass, dude. And these guys have all kinds of great extra ideas coming up. Oh, oh yes. you He already said he'd have the skull hookers coming up. Yep. And he's also trying to do the boilers for, like, people that are hunting out of state. Uh, yep. The boiler on your amounts. Oh, it's fucking sick. Hey, right? and you guys out there that, you know, have a whole bunch of cattle and you got your cattle dogs. He even told us, I don't think he, I don't know if he mentioned it on, on, on the air at all, but he talked about how now he's designing kennels for fifth wheelers. Oh, you know, so when they have their trailer and they have a kennel hooked right on the, on the back of their bed. Not their to truck, worry. And if, yeah. Don't worry about it. We got something oh, for you. So. Not to worry, but check out my guys, Mark and Trev out there. He's, uh, goes by, uh, SoCal Hunt Fish or JT, uh, Hunting, I believe it is. Yeah. And that's Mark and Trev. Their business is Mountain Bound. Hunt Co. Dude, these guys are legit, dude. Yep. And you know what? Mark is a solid guy. Yeah, great guy. Great well, not, guy. you know, Trev, you are too, baby. <laughs> <laughs> these guys are solid. Check these guys out. Uh, they got it going on. They also going to be at the REMEF uh, Cowboy Christmas. Yep. <laughs> yippee ki yay. Yeah, so <laughs> hey, what was that? Die Hard? <laughs> yes. Yippee ki yay. <laughs> Motherfucker. Yeah. Hey, they will be at the uh, RMEF in Las Vegas, uh, December 6th to the 17th. Boof, 23200. Yeah. And you know what? The Whack'em and Pack'em crew will be out there. Yes, we will. Woo! So yes, all you will. guys out there listening, we'll be out there. We will podcast with whoever. We don't give a shit. Come on, stop by. No, no discrimination here. No discrimination. Absolutely. We will podcast whatever. They'll be out there at the RMEF in Las Vegas. And also... They will be in Salt Lake, Utah, the yep. Salt Lake Palace, uh, February 15th to the 18th. Yeah, I think that's 3368. That's the booth number. Ooh, yeah. Check these guys out, dude. Come out. Say some hi. Woo. Lasso up yourself a kennel. Yep. Take a look at her, it. Get some hats. They have all kinds of good stuff going out there. Yep. Take our word for it how good they are, the quality of them. I mean, oh. it's almost just as good as a freaking gun safe. I, I almost want to go get my dog. Exactly. Hey, you know what? And you know what? Dwight, on the way over here today, Sam Alvarez, the dog breeder that drops right. off dogs and right. all that stuff, that <laughs> right. guy, the breeder, you know right. what I mean? Right. He said, you tell Dwight, I want to give him a dog for his retirement. Oh, Whoa, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I'd love that. Oh, dude. Oh. He, he's talking about, like, giving us a dog each. Oh, nice. And these are, like, uh, some German shorter, you know, Jerry Springer. Pointers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jerry whatever, Springer whatever. Dog. I got you. you. I know. You know, you know. <laughs> but, dude. You have to have one of these kennels if you got a dog. Oh, yes, I would. Treat your dog like yes, you treat your kennel. I'm waiting for my truck. Oh. Woo. I'm waiting for my new truck that I'll put that kennel right in the back of that baby. Oh, and I know you. You probably, you know what? 
Maybe you should get that dog, Dwight. <laughs> you know what? You probably are, like, not forget about me now. <laughs> hey, it'll be like Ebony and whatever your dog's name and then Ivory. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, check these guys out. They got some new shit going on, dude. And it's very quality, right? Yeah. Also, check out Last Lights, dude. <clears throat> Light up your night, baby. Oh, Light God. up your oh, night. Dude, dude. These lighting systems they got, they got the headlamps, they got the ropes. They even got battery chargers now to charge your lighting systems up, dude. Oh, nice. my God, they're sick, dude. That's good. Hey, Zach out there in uh, Utah, dude, oh, he has it going on. Check out Last Lights. Their there website is. is lastlightsllc.com, dude. These guys got it going on. You know, they're all homemade, dude. Everything house, dude. All, all American, American made. Oh, and I love you, Americans out yes. there. Thank you for your veterans out there, dude. Oh, thank you. No, uh, you know what? Amazing. I was watching the fucking football game last night. All right. And for the first time, they showed the national anthem. And I was with my wife, and we were sitting down. And all of a sudden, they said, "Oh, the national anthem came out." I got out of my bed. I stand up, dude. Absolutely. Because you know how I am with That's... the national anthem. I oh, even my wife, even my wife, she's like. Man, you got some tears in your eyes. Like, <laughs> I love to be an American. I love I love America, dude. And I'm glad that we live in the best country ever, dude. Ever. Mm-hmm. There is no other place on earth that you can be free. You can come. You can do whatever you want. You want to be a woman? You want to be a man? You want to be whatever? You want to be a hunter? You want to be a fisherman? What does it matter? But the bottom line, you want to be a millionaire? You want to be homeless? Whatever it could be. Bottom line is that you're free to be who you are, what you want to be, and you have the right to pray and honor whomever you want to honor. And I right. tell you what, the bottom line is that you can't do that in other countries. Nope. At all. Nope. And thank you, and, America. And just, and just the thought of that brings tears to my eyes every yeah. time. Every so time. Thank you all you veterans out there, you law yes. enforcement guys, your first responders. You guys are amazing. If it wasn't for you guys... We wouldn't be sitting here in this awesome compound of <laughs> turners, yeah. right? I yeah, mean, absolutely. We would brother. not be here uh, if it wasn't for you guys. Thank absolutely. you for everything, Rick. Also, last, let's give a shout out to my man out there, the OG in saddles. Yep. Wild Edge, baby. Ooh! If you guys want to elevate your game, dude, fuck these tree stands, dude. Get yourself a saddle, dude. These saddles are amazing, right, Dwight? Yep. Like, hey, I, I just got mine. Yee! I just can't wait. I can't wait to take it out the package and start trying to work oh, it and figure Lord. it out and These everything else. These saddles are amazing, dude. I've been rocking the battle axe. Uh, Dwight got the uh, battlement because you know what? The battlements for bigger people, yep. and the platforms are a little bit bigger. But you don't have to uh, worry about like lugging it and all that yeah, other stuff. Yeah, and, like, you. and you know what? In California right now, they're going to pass that law. Like, believe there's it. no more tree stands left in, this, in the tree. Yeah. So everybody go out there, check out wildedgeinc.com, dude. Get yourself a saddle. Get yourself a berserker. Get yourself a battlement or a perch or a battlement. Oh, yeah. Elevate your game, baby. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Hey, hey, you know, dude, I got to say something. You know, we're talking about America and everything else. I just, I didn't, didn't do too much research on it, but I just want you guys to know out there, you know, when we started talking about how the government comes in and takes over and does certain things, well, I want you to know that, you know, they're trying to push all these electric vehicles and things like that. But just so you guys know, 
And I know a lot of people don't listen to talk radio, don't get involved in politics and the things like that. But I tell you what, you need to start paying attention to what's going on in this country. Come 2026, now get this, 2026, every vehicle manufactured in 2026 and that thereafter will have a kill switch in your vehicle. So if your vehicle determines that you're driving erratic, so that the vehicle will automatically shut off. Now, they have not determined what that erratic driving is because the fact is we all know in our cars and GPS and everything is, it shows that the speed limit is 65 miles. So if you're going 75, 80 miles an hour down the freeway where it's wide open, going to Vegas, going from El Paso to Dallas, or whatever it is, the vehicle's going to determine if you're driving erratic and it's going to shut off. How are we allowing the government of more government control? This is a federal government law they're trying to pass. This one, and it's and it's part of the uh, what's that infrastructure bill? Just the other day, they tried to put an amendment in the in the in the infrastructure bill to remove that clause of vehicles being shut off or having automatic shut off if you're driving erratic. And we had both sides voted against this amendment mm. to take it out of the bill. So I'm telling you, just like anything else, government control is live and well. And you people out there better start waking up and seeing what they're doing. Who in the hell tells me that I'm driving erratic? I'm not drunk. I'm not anything. I'm just driving a little faster than the speed limit. But if the vehicle feels that you're driving around. It was funny. Somebody I was telling somebody the day at the gym, same thing. And the guy goes, you know what? I've been pulled over multiple times by the way I drive because I just get caught up and I just kind of little swerve a little bit. And he goes, I've been pulled over a hundred times. Hey, maybe exaggerated, but been pulled over quite a few times. And the cop thought he was drunk. And he's like, dude, I'm not drinking. And his determined he wasn't drinking. Now that same guy, because the car does a little waggle for a long period of time, that car might shut off because the fact is that the vehicle thinks that he's driving erratic. It's a start. Yeah. So if, I'm just if, telling you. If they you. pass this, they're going to pass all kinds of other stuff. I know in uh, in San Diego, at San Diego Muley's, uh, they pr- posted it that they're tagging tree stands out there. You can't take your it's own tree stand there. But you know what? That's better because you know what? Get yourself a saddle. Yeah. Because now you could go in and out. The saddles are like nothing yeah, right they, they, they don't weigh nothing and i'm telling you right now the ropes that drew and ryan came up with uh they hold four thousand pounds dude Shoo. so for the big hey i know there ain't no hundred four thousand <laughs> yeah pounds, i know i'm right? not <laughs> oh my lord they're, they're, it, these things will hold you up and i've been using them and they are great you could it's like a freaking hammock dude yeah. you're hunting in a hammock for pete's sakes it's and we great. know and we know you'll fall asleep oh i do i <laughs> I fall asleep no other, right? Oh, my God. Hey, dude, I f- I'll fall asleep, dude, in a tree, and I'll wake up, and it's like I look to the right, like slept, you know, like tender. You know what I mean? Just swipe to the left, swipe to the right, slept to <laughs> see if I see anything coming in, right? right absolutely, baby. Hey, go out and check out wildedging.com. These guys got it going on. So, hey. 
Thank you, Gator Outdoors. Thank you, uh, Last Lights. Thank you, Wild Edge. And, ooh, Mark, I love you too, man. Thank you, Mountain Bound Hunt Code, dude. Those are our partners that uh, we hooked up with, and they believe in us like we believe in them because Absolutely. we're all American-made and everything else, dude. Oh, my Lord, right? Yep. Oh. There you go. Hey, so, Thank you. I've been having a shitload of freaking DMs lately, Dwight. Really? Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. I, I have a whole list of people right now, Jeez. and I got to break it up because, you know what? We have another podcast next Monday. Absolutely. Every, hey, and you know what, guys? And we can't wait to get to this interview oh, today. Oh, I know. So, I know. So, yeah, you got to cut it short. Baby. Oh, got to oh, cut oh, it short. It's going. It's going. I know. I it know. Is, it is what it is. Right. <laughs> hey, first, I want to uh, give a big shout-out to Tyler Murphy out there. He's Sam Alvarez's buddy, dude. This guy's been grinding like crazy, dude, in the local mountains, dude. Him, Sam's dad, and Sam, they go out and they hunt. And Tyler Murphy, he finally, uh, he finally got himself a super awesome buck, dude. Right. It was a very emotional day. I talked to these guys, and they're like, oh, my God. Hey, dude, big ups to uh, Tyler Murphy for getting that, dude. Uh, yeah, dude. Second, uh, Chris Alver. Oh, probably I have Alva, Chris Alva, but it's Alvar Alvarez, right? Hey, this guy's been in the job for the last five years, dude. He's been grinding, not getting no deer, not getting nothing. He's he's literally been hiking for the last five years. Well, dude, guess what? This guy literally put it together, put the dots on, got the crosshairs on, and he shot himself a nice buck. Big up to you, baby, Chris. There you Ooh, go. Congrats, brother. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Make it work. Woo! Hey, another big shout-out to Austin Chandler, the working-class bow hunter crew. Oh, man, this guy, he... Well, he's the Lord for a reason. They call him the Lord the because Lord. this guy just shoots monster bucks, dude, all the time, dude. But you know what? This is skip that guy. All right. His son, Cody, okay. finally goes out and shoots his first buck ever, dude. Nice. Oh, man, it's great to see the youth. Yes. It's, it's nice to see kids shoot bucks. It's nice to see kids grinding it out. Absolutely. Because, you know, the kids and everything now, Dwight, it, that's our new generation, dude. It's where it starts. Because, you know what? If there ain't no kids getting involved, the hunting world is going to die. Nah. Oh, my Gotta Lord. Got to get past it on to the new generation, oh, baby, yeah, the dude. next oh, generation. Oh, yeah. Keep it going, baby. Keep also, it going. big shout-out to Clint Casper, dude. He's the guy that's the editor for Peterson uh, Magazine. Oh, oh my okay. God. He's the Ohio maniac. Dude. There you go. Oh, my God. This guy, again, doesn't fail, dude. He shoots at Smashes him. Smashes him. Yeah, good job there, Clint. Also, James Hebel. The Hebel Beeble. Oh, <laughs> this guy's been on terror. Remember, I had a couple of uh, podcasts ago. Uh, him and his wife, they right. go oh, out. Yeah. To, they they smash some. Yeah, I remember his that. His wife shoots a monster buck. Uh, they shoot antelopes. Oh my right. god! Well, guess what? He went out to New Mexico, dude. He wasted no time. Nice. He got went out to New Mexico. He shot himself another nice buck, dude. There hey, dude, go. James, I know your freezer's full. So, you know what? We like antelope, too. So Yeah, you, you want to share a little bit, Doug? Oh, son of a bitch, dude. <laughs> also, Josh Ramirez, dude, extreme oh, bowler. Oh, oh, my. my. This guy. He, oh. moved, he, he used to be a Cali guy. Okay? Oh, yeah, I know. And then he moved to Arizona. Yes. And, dude, since he moved to Arizona, he's been on a terror, dude. Dude, right? I saw that. Bighorn sheep. Oh, my God. Dude. That thing was beautiful. Woo! He sent me a text about my shot, and I sent him. I said, "Dude, that was a beast." Oh, dude, he's a great guy too. Yeah, I mean, we both know him personally. He's yeah. not just somebody, who, you know, get 
DM'd you or anything else. He is a friend. He is a total friend, not just the podcast, but to us personally. Yes, dude. And he went out and he shot himself another hammer down there in Arizona. Way to go, Josh, baby. And next, Ryan Geis, dude. Fally goes out. And you know what? Hunting San Diego is hard. D16 is a hard unit to hunt out here. Well, this guy went out and he grinded it and grinded it and grinded it and what? Grinded, grinded it. it. Yeah. Grinded. And he shot himself a freaking nice buff, dude. Uh, I got all, I, you know what? I could just keep going, but I'm not going to go on anymore. But nope. those are some great, awesome uh, animals, these guys. Congratulate to you guys. Hey, if you guys haven't heard your name on this podcast, dude, for the Harvest Kills, no worries. Next Monday, there'll be another one. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, because I have a, Dude, do I, I have like a list of 20 people already. Hey, dude, people keep tagging. That's good. Just keep yeah. going oh, after yo, it. Dude, they keep tagging the Whack 'em and Pack 'em podcast like no other. And, the, and the great thing is you guys are you're good. You're going out there. You're going out there and you're getting after it. And that's what we like. We like to know that. Yeah, thank you. And guys. I tell you what, I swear, you know, even those, you know, kind of fishing seasons kind of dying a little bit, you know, especially out in the ocean. But, hey, yeah, if you slamming some fish, you're out there uh, fly fishing, deep sea fishing, or whatever. Hey, send us some of those pictures. Let us know. Like we, like we told you before, we are not just about hunting. We're about the outdoors. Oh, and, and if you've had a wonderful experience for the first time taking your kids just camping or whatever else, hey, let us know. Tell us what. Tell us what, how your kids felt about. It. Just hit us up. Just tell us. Tell us your experience. We'll give it out to you also. You got it, baby. Yeah. Woo! Hey, so we got. We got all the fun biz out of the way, yeah, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. So now let's get into the juicy juice. Yeah. Hey, dude, we are. I'm. A, I'm. A, it's an honor to be here. Yeah. In freaking this place, right? Dude. We look around, we see animals galore. It's like awesome, dude. Oh my god, we're here with a great guy, his beautiful wife, dude. They're Absolutely. both boat hunters. They're both hunters. Ah, they're hunters. They're outdoors enthusiasts. Oh yes. Absolutely. Hey, let's give it up to Mike. And Amy Ethan. Yeah. What's up, Mike? What's up, guys? We're really happy to be here. Absolutely. Hey, you know what, though? You know, you already gave all the props out to everything else, right? But you know what? Uh, We know his wife is sitting right there right next to us. She showed us what? A wonderful picture. Because you already gave the shout-out. Oh, we got to give him out. So we got to let her throw the shout-out about her son. And the come on, Amy, go ahead. Tell us come about on, your Amy. son's Don't hunt. Don't get shy now. Come Shoo. on, tell us about this. Tell us about the hunt, Amy. Come on. I w- I wasn't there, so I know it's okay. I, but did, did, I didn't really get you, to. He was you're just proud. so excited. He was really excited. It was his first uh, first big game. He's hunted for since he was seven years old, but um, nice. this was his first tag he ever got. It was a rifle tag, and he went out there and he gave it his best for a few days. Um, and he got up early, four in the morning, five in the morning. What's your son's name? Go ahead and give us his name. I'm sorry. His name's Branson. Branson. Way to go, Branson. Yeah. Go ahead. He was out there and, and so discouraged. The day before, he he shot, I think it was like 440 yards. 440 wow. yards. Wow. And he missed. And he was like, Mom, you know, I, I don't know what happened. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. It was just, he it was really weighing on him heavy. And then the very next day, he went out in the morning and I don't I don't think you saw anything. <clears throat> no bucks. Yeah, a bunch of does, no bucks. And he went out in the afternoon, and just before I was talking to my friend at the house, and I was like, wow, I just really, I pray that Branson, you know, they find one and they shoot one. And 
and you know he's happy because he's been so excited for months and months and he called me at 3.30 and was like, hey, we shot a buck. They're both so excited. I could hear the excitement in both their voices. And they're like, he was like, it's a great one. It's amazing. Branson's so excited. And um, so here they come pulling up uh, about 30 minutes later. And it was great. It was really good to see the excitement in his face and, and you know, and everything he did. And um, when they did, like, the the – field dressing and all that like it was just really good to see your kid kind of have fun and and take part in what you love to do absolutely as a mom proud mom yeah. i tell you what you know it's amazing because you know what you brought on the kid with a new next generation and he enjoyed yeah. it but the fact is he dealt with failure yeah. and still kept yeah. going after it and it wasn't the fact that, you know, he didn't wound the animal. He missed, but you know what? He went back after it. Yeah. You know, and as a mom, I mean, as a dad and all that stuff, it's like the first time you see your kid walk, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure, for sure. It was it was really exciting to see him get back out there and kind of be excited about something. And Absolutely. Yeah, it was great. Absolutely, Branson. Hey, brother, I don't know if you're listening to it. Maybe your mom and dad to turn it on for you just to hear that shout out. But I tell you what, if we at the podcast and here, we are proud of you. Your parents are proud of you. And I tell you what, keep getting after it, young man. I saw, we saw that picture and it was amazing. Nice, Buck. Yeah. Congratulations, oh brother. 100%. Give a little applause there. What was it? Is it this one? I don't oh. know. Push that button. There it is. <laughs> So anyway, go ahead, brother. Hey, so we're up here right now with Mike, the head guy of Turner's. Woo! So what's up, Mike? It's been a crazy, uh, crazy few months. We got a lot going on over at Turner's. We're opening stores like crazy. I think we uh, are about to open our 36th store up in Pittsburgh, California. Um, So that's kind of exciting. That should open up in about a week. Uh, We just opened a store in Goodyear, Arizona, for all you Arizona guys. So... That's super exciting for us to kind of branch out and get out of California a little bit in the free world. Uh, so that's going very well. It's a new store and a kind of a new area uh, west of Phoenix, kind of in that Avondale, Buckeye area, kind of in between. Uh, so we're excited to get that store staffed and uh, get a customer base in that store. It's a lot nice. Of good, good people out in that area, so we're excited. So good. so this is rewind before we get all the like, that good stuff, right, Mike? What made you way back, because everybody out there, I've known this guy for, a, shoot, I've known you since Accuracy Archery. Yeah, it's, oh, oh Lord. I don't even hey, know. hey, Accuracy Archery when it was in Glendora. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's when I first met you, Mike, that many yeah. years ago. What made you, back then as a kid, get into Turner's? So, I started hunting as a real young kid. I had an uncle that was super special to me, actually just passed away probably four weeks ago oh sorry uh, to hear that yeah it was a super bummer he was a super neat guy um uh, my family's all from texas and they moved out here and somehow he ended up in central california and it's like hunting mecca up there as you know so going up there as a kid uh we'd go out shooting he introduced me to the shooting sports uh and hunting different things fishing uh and it was just super exciting part of my life growing up, seeing that side of things coming from, from the city, really, and getting to go up there in the summertime or in the fall and do some quail hunting or dove hunting or uh, deer hunting, different things. So I was just kind of drawn to the whole outdoors, you know, hunting and fishing side of things. And uh, 
I remember he had a friend that got into archery. And it was like the cool talk, like, oh, this guy, you should see his compound bow and how badass it was and how neat it was to see. Because we were all gun guys, right? And uh, I thought, man, that looks pretty cool. I want to get into that. So I came home from that trip and looked in the phone book back in the days of the yellow pages (laughs) (laughs) and found uh, Accuracy Archery and walked in there and took an archery lesson. And it was one of those things, you know, as a kid, I was probably 10 years old and I did different things. I played, you know, T-ball and tried to play soccer and different things. And I was never really good at any of that stuff. Uh, And when I started shooting a bow, for whatever reason, it just clicked and I was pretty good, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I I started shooting tournaments, started shooting competitive 3D shoots. We started, I started shooting Vegas when I was like 12 uh, and I was just drawn to that. And after being there so much and shooting so much and hanging out all the time, they're finally like, fuck kid, go to work here. So I started working there and sweeping the lanes and helping out when I could. And, um, I got kind of a taste of meeting guys like you every day and hanging out and bullshitting about hunting stories. I was super fortunate. I got to hunt the islands back in the day. I hunted Catalina Island mm. and Santa Cruz Island. And, you know, back then it was Kind of a bow hunter's mecca, right? Oh, we could yeah. paradise. Tags were over the counter. We could hunt all these places now. We have to draw. We could disappear for two months and hunt in Arizona and Northern California all on our over the counter tags. So I was just so drawn to that whole lifestyle. When I got into high school and finished high school, I was like, I can't imagine going to a normal job and grinding it out and doing something you don't love, you know? So I always was kind of drawn. I worked at Packmeyer for a little while <laughs> back in the day. I think it's called uh, wow. Hollywood Sports now, but it's a big... Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. It's a big trap and skeet sporting place range there in Omani. Uh, and they had an archery yeah. range. I sure. worked at the archery range for a little while. And then uh, it was a long ways away from home. And really, if you looked at our industry... Archery shops kind of had a tough go, like in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, there wasn't a lot of them. I think that's when the internet got bigger and mail order kind of died. And there wasn't a lot of good archery shops around here. I kind of had felt like I had no place to go, right? Here's this guy who grew up for the last 12 years living everything bow hunting or hunting, and there's nowhere to work, right? It's not like we're in Iowa or Missouri where there's archery shops all on every corner. So. Mm. I, Turner's was the place, right? Like we all shopped there as kids growing up. I, I think I bought my first float tube there. I bought my first pair of hunting boots there. I bought my first pair of binoculars there. Like that was kind of the go-to joint. And, uh, I walked in there one day and applied and believe it or not, didn't get hired. They're like, no, we don't need people right now. And I think I applied three times before I finally got my foot in the door. And, uh, here I am 27 years later. Uh, still grinding it out. Yeah, you know, dude, I I, I got <clears throat> I know we're talking about hunting right now, but I'm gonna tell you when I met Big Mike. Okay, he was over there at the La Puente store, but Mike's talking about how he was an archery hunter and all the other wonderful stuff. Mike was the fisherman guru. Also, that dude sold me almost all my fishing equipment for deep sea fishing and everything. He always lined me up, and that's when I met Mike. Back in 95, 96, I met Mike. And he was the one that got me going to Turner's. I tell you what, 
because anytime I walked in there, we exchanged phone numbers and everything else. Then he had all these pictures. He was pretty much a fishing guy at Pudding Stone Lake. He always caught the biggest bass at, at Pudding Stone. He was the freaking man, dude. I swear. And I tell you what, he also was the man who picked out my bow, set up my bow for the first time in 2009 when I went to go get my bow. Really? Yeah, you don't remember I that? Don't remember that? Oh yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah, he. <laughs> I called him and I said, "Dude, I don't know nothing." And we met up. He got said, "Get this, get this, get that." He even went to me out to the range for a day. Okay, to get my bow sided in. That same old bow I still have. It was Mike telling you. So you talk about a hell of a relationship. That I've had with this guy, and we also then I meet you, yeah. and then we get to talking about Mike. Like, oh, you know Mike? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, like, oh, I know. I like, maybe it's not the same Mike. Big guy, yeah. <laughs> it is the yeah. same guy. Same right? guy, oh, absolutely, brother. Small yeah. world, right? Yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna tell you, Mike just does not know just about bow hunting. Mike is a avid freaking fisherman. That's why I said oh, earlier. Boardman. Yeah, that's why I said I'm surprised there's no fish up on the walls in here because I'm like, dude. That's where I know him from, from the beginning. Amazing, but yeah, yeah. It's funny how that worked out. When I, when I got hired, they said, look, we need one spot. We need a part-time guy, but it's in tackle. And I was like, I fish all the time. <laughs> That's no problem. So I, I got in there and learned a lot and learned a lot from the customers and the other employees there. You know, Turner's has always been a, a really cool place to go and get information. There's a lot of places people now on your phone you can go buy just about anything but there's not a lot of places here in southern california where people can go in and get advice and talk to people who live it and do it every day and that's really what i pride myself in what turner's delivers to customers is that experience and i you know we've grown we were just talking we've grown we're we're big now we have 36 stores and 800 employees and it's it's hard to to have me in every store but we really try to keep those experts if you will um a few of them in every store is, is really important and that's kind of our goal and we strive every day to keep that that knowledgeable customer service representative there in our stores and you know what i got a question for you i remember when bass pro shops open and the word on the yard i never i don't think i've even mentioned it to you back then when bass pro shop came in but it was the, the word in the yard was turners are going to go under because Bass Pro Shop was going to take you guys over. Yeah, yeah. And I know that there was this issue between it, it, with Bass Pro Shop and Western Outdoors. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the newspaper and everything sure, else. Sure, yeah. And the fact is that you guys must be doing something right. Because you've expect because back then you guys had how many stores? I think when they opened we had 13 stores. And you've grown to how 30, many now? 36. They're doing something right. Yes. Oh, because there ain't no fucking 36 <laughs> Bass Pro Shops around, I'll tell you that. Exactly. Exactly, Mike. So I, I'm telling you, bro, I, with you at the helm, I will always say that as long as you're at the helm, I know there's knowledge. Because, I, like I said, I mean, remember you and Chad, remember you before you even got the Turners. Your expertise. Your expertise is what had me going. Well, I appreciate that. And, and I'm surrounded by really good people. Um, our current CEO, my boss, has been there for 42 years. Same thing, started part-time on the gun counter, just had a passion for guns and helping people and sharing knowledge, and he's worked his way up. And 
uh, a lot of the guys I work with shoulder to shoulder every day, they've been there for 28, 30, 35 years, and we all started the same way, grinding it out part-time, the tackle counter, the gun counter, working all the shows. Um, so we all have a, you know our deep roots in that customer service, and we remember that every day and try to deliver that service. And it's, it's hard. It's hard with the younger employees now that you get. Um, fortunately, we kind of tend to draw outdoorsmen to work in our stores. They want to work in our stores. They get deals and discounts and things like that. So um, I think that's kind of a perk of the job. We do a lot of fun things. We do fishing charters and shooting competitions and all these things for the employees. So I think we draw a good crowd of people, but that's our, our biggest challenge has always been just keeping that knowledge base in the stores because so many places people go now, you lack that. And you know what? I've been to Bass Pro Shop. And, Haven't we all? Oh, my gosh. I've been there, <laughs> and you know what? It's like back in the days, like, you know, like the mom and pop's freaking mechanic stores? Like, oh, yeah. you needed this part? You could go to a store, the guy would like, Oh yeah, you need this, 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 this. Not like AutoZone. You yeah. know what I mean? To where you go into AutoZone and oh, I need this. And what's the first fucking thing they do? They go into the computer, computer. and they like, oh yeah, you need this. Okay, you really don't know. I've been to Bass Pro Shop a couple times and literally like ask some questions. And dude, these guys like don't know shit from Shinola. I mean, literally, like, oh, like, oh, let me get let me get somebody to help you that never comes, obviously. Right. Or they Google it. I've been to Turner several times. Well, many times. Many like, times. And literally, everybody at Turner's, whatever field that I'm at, and I'm not going to say I've been at Turner's getting guns and ammo and all that because I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, I haven't been. I, I do go to Turner's, and I do get ammo every once in a while or a gun. It's rare. I'm I'm the bow hunter guy. Right. I've been to Turner's and no matter what field that I'm gonna go into, those guys know that field. It's yeah. not like let me get somebody to help you or yeah. let me just Google it up on the internet, right? right? I mean it's not like that, dude. Right. And that's what sets Turner's above Bass Pro Shop. And that's why you guys have thirty six freaking stores now yeah. in Southern Arizona also. Yeah. Yeah, you guys yeah. You uh, the, all I can do is just piggyback on that, because I literally, because you know, even my kids have taken their bows down to in Chino Hills, and that guy over there is just amazing. Yeah, Bernie. Yeah, Bernie. Yeah, yeah gotta get Bernie. Gotta get Bernie. I can't Big remember. Bernie. <laughs> I'm not. I'm bad with names, although yeah, I've always said that. But amazing, amazing people. And I tell you what, <clears throat> dude. Like I said, knowing you, meeting you, and everything else, Bernie does exactly that same, has that same knowledge as you do when dealing with, with, with the customer. I tell or you. Scott. Yeah. yeah. Scott. He's another guy. He's Scott's a, great. Yeah. Scott's, yeah. I call Scott once a week now to ask questions. It's, everything changes so fast and Scott is on it all the time and he hunts all over. He's a great archer and he's just super knowledgeable kid. Uh, he now runs you, the that, whole archery department for me. Is that the, is that the blonde guy? Blonde kid? No, I, mean, I know there's a big, Sandy-haired brunette kid. Okay, I remember there was one kid you guys had over there that was, he used to archery and did a whole bunch of competition and everything else, and uh, I can't remember his name, but he was also helpful. I think he was about Robert, like 20 Robert, years old. Robert Andre. Yeah, uh, he was yeah. very knowledgeable. I don't know if he still works for you guys. I haven't seen him when I've gone back into the store, 
But he was, and he enjoyed, that was another thing. They enjoyed educating us. Absolutely. It was an enjoyment. It wasn't like, hey, you know what? You're not that, another guy. Yeah. Another number. Is that when you walked out that store and you went out there in that in the woods or went to the range, you were confident of what they told you. And you were like, man, absolutely. Because of what they what they were producing. Like leaving the store, like feeling yeah. good. Like uh, there's been several times leaving out of there, especially like meeting up with Scott. And Scott hooked my bow. And I'm like, oh, I got this going on. I got this going on. Hey, literally, time I left that door to get my car in the parking lot, I'm like, yeah, I want to go kill some shit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, brother. Yeah. I have to say, um, getting coached up by your husband sometimes isn't the best. And Scott always made me feel so comfortable. He actually really taught me a lot. Like when I first started out and first was getting into bow hunting, and Scott was a rock star. Nice. Love that guy. Hey, so when did you start shooting a bow, Amy? I want to say eight years ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, when we met... Um, I got super into it, shooting archery tournaments all the time, started hunting. I think three months after we met, we went to Texas. Um, yeah, shot your first deer. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's been an amazing ride for yes. sure. It's so fun. I almost feel like when I, I hunt with a rifle, it's, I'm cheating. So <laughs> um, I love bow hunting. Great. You know, it, you're not the first person. If you listen to it, you guys out there listening, you guys already heard my my, my life that came to archery hunting was the fact is I had an opportunity to go hunt elk. My dad gave me a uh, seven millimeter mag, right, to go hunt with, go. But I never went because the fact is I just never thought I always wanted to do the big game, but I could didn't think it was right for me to go out with the, with the rifle. And I've always wanted to do a bow. But I'd never had anybody to teach me or show me anything else. And then when I had the funds to do it, and I knew Mike, Mike got me my first bow. And I'll tell you what, I think what last two months ago was the first time I ever shot an animal with a rifle, big game with a rifle, because we couldn't use a bow where we were hunting. But I tell you what, it's it is amazing. It's a whole when you in the crazy the funny part is when you tell someone that you're a hunter. First of all, especially those that don't hunt. They kind of frown upon it. But then when you say, but I'm an archery hunter, they go, oh, you archery hunter? Oh, my God. That, that, oh, that's, well, that's, that, that's legit. Like yeah. it's different. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. They don't look too bad upon yeah. you shooting an animal with a bow, mm -hmm. but they look a little cross at you when you say you're shooting with a rifle. Now, like we said before, you guys out there that are shooting rifles, we're not knocking you. Nope. Not one bit. But the bottom line is, hey, maybe as I get older and I can't go traipsing through the woods like I can now or where it's even difficult for some of the injuries I have, I can't do all those things, then I might have to resort to a rifle to continue to hunt. But the bottom line is is that people look at you a little different when you got that bow. And you say, oh, okay, okay, I can understand. It, it's, it's different. They kind of give you a little bit more respect. Which is funny because they don't know the, how hard it is, but they – they know enough to know it's way more difficult, but I've noticed with, I don't mind rifle hunting at all. I have nothing against it. Right. If I'm going on a hunt, someone's taking me, I'm shooting something, I'll do it. I'll shoot it with whatever, <laughs> right? But what I did notice the first couple times on, on, I've been really fortunate doing what I do and being in this industry my whole life. Like I've, I was telling someone the other day, I've never earned a dollar not in the outdoor industry which is pretty wild. Right? Right. 
ever since I was a little kid. I've done always outdoors things. But uh, I went on my first rifle hunt, and I'd, I'd bow hunted since I was a little kid. Right, I had to wait till I was twelve to hunt deer. I couldn't even hunt deer in California until I was twelve, right? And when I shot something with a rifle the first time, I felt like there was this weird gap of emotion and experience that it was still great, right? You have right. a trophy bull or a monster mule deer on the ground, whatever it is, a caribou, but you you just there's so much more experience from the time you have an animal within range and you have them in the dirt with a rifle compared to a bow. Yeah. You know, obviously, a whole lot of shit goes wrong a lot of times when you're bow hunting, but those are the experiences that make it so much more fun. Yes. Right? yes. It's not just over. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole other thing. It's no different than like trophy hunting. Like I talked to a lot of guys this weekend. Uh, Arizona, the rifle season in the desert opened on uh, last Friday the 10th. And uh, we were out there with our boy at the tag. And uh, you see all these guys are, oh, I'm out shooting a meat. I just want a meat buck. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, that's cool. And it was funny because the first night that that buck he missed at 440 was a solid deer. And uh, the next day I said, hey, you know, we'll, don't worry. We'll go out there. There's a, a good forked horn out there. We'll go shoot that forked horn tonight. And he's like, I'm not shooting a forked horn on a spike. <laughs> I'm like, I looked at him like, dude. You haven't even shot anything yet. You're already <laughs> going to be a trophy hunter. But what it, really the trophy hunter thing people misconceive, I think, to me what it is is, is I don't want the hunting experience to be over, right? Sure. I could, I may be able to go out and shoot a one-by-two the first morning of the season, but I'll miss on another 98 days of hunting, <clears throat> right? Sure. I, I want to go out there and wake up in the morning and drive Absolutely, around and dude. walk around and sneak up on deer and, and blow it. 50 times a season like that's what i that's what i hunt for absolutely i don't want it to be over yeah we love the meat how the tenderloins off that buck was probably so the best good. game meat i've had in my whole life but and, and we love that aspect of it but the experience of going out and really challenging yourself to get within range and use a bow and all the murphy's law things that go wrong when you're doing it yeah. um that to me is what makes the experience yeah yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, a lot of people would be telling me, like, they see my posts and all that stuff. Like, man, I would have shot that bear. I would have shot that deer. I'm like, I know you would have probably shot it. You haven't shot him. Right. But I want, I'm looking for a little something different. Absolutely. And, and it breaks down to the, exactly what he just said right now. Because of the fact that I can go out and just shoot whatever comes in. Dirt. But then what happens for the other 98 days? You know? yeah. I'm like, oh my God, dude. Yeah. Like, especially when you know there's more out there, right? Yeah. I mean, it's 100%. Even if you look at, I've had really good bucks. Last year, the last week of January, our season closes into January out there. And the, I think the last weekend, Saturday night, I had like a 150 buck walk in and, they were all watching me from far away with spotting scopes, and I had this buck come in right in my kitchen. I could have shot it <laughs> 10 times, and I did, and they're like, everyone's texting me, shoot, shoot, shoot. And I'm like, no, man. Like, I saw a 200-inch <clears throat> buck last night with this one. I'm not going to get up. So I went home with my tag in my pocket and drove that long drive home with my tag in my pocket, and you know what? 
December 15th, I'm going to be out there, buddy, chasing them again. Yeah, right. you know, and another thing, too, as us as hunters that hunt like we hunt, the bottom line is we're letting that animal live another year to get a little bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, for that, because maybe even the following year, it may not be something that will hit or shoot, but somebody else has that opportunity, you know, because we are pretty selective on what we're going to shoot. Absolutely. You know, and it, so now we're, 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 I guess you could say we're giving back, but we're giving somebody else another opportunity to get something that has not shot anything before. Sure, sure. Because we're not out there just to go kill. You know what I mean? It's, it's, right. It's, a, it, it's more than just killing an animal. And and what happened in Canada? We oh, could have oh, killed. Oh, could oh we? yeah, we went to Canada <laughs> like uh, in May, and literally every day we yeah. had monster, well, decent bears. Yes, nice sized bears. Yeah, nice sized yes. bears in front of us, twenty yards. All we did was just do some videos. I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't about that. It was about like, no, I want to get something bigger than I got the year before. Yeah. And we came back with no bears. Yeah. Yeah, and people and people said like, "Oh, dude, I would have shot that." I get that you would have shot that, but we've already done it, and I want to get something. I'm, I'm, I'm hungry for something bigger. And yeah. those bears, the ones that we did that we passed up on, we're not going back next year. But whoever goes back with that 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 outfitter next year, are going to have bigger bears oh, to shoot at yes. because they only allow so many hunters a year to go in that camp. So. A lot of those bears are going to be much bigger come next year. Yep. yep. And, it, and it's nothing against the guys that just shoot, you know, spikes or forked horns or whatever. It's, if that's what they want to do. Or rifle hunters. You know, there's always been a, a big pissing match between bow hunters and rifle hunters. And now there's this whole thing with the long-range shooting deal. And I know a lot of people get super opinionated about the ethics of that. But like archery and bow hunting, that... That whole long range thing is like a whole nother hobby, if you will. And it takes a lot of practice and uh, a lot of skill is involved in making those shots and a lot of tinkering with your equipment. It's a lot like archery, a lot to do with your ammo and your scope and your rifle and the way all your guns are set up. And it, there's a lot to it. So you can't, you can't really, uh, we're all in this together. It's whatever, you know, blows people's skirt up if they want to shoot bucks at 750 yards or they want to shoot fork and horns at 10 yards with the recurve like more power to them right and i and i totally agree with you but on the same flip let's just get into this point for a second mike you're just said right now like shooting long range Mm -hmm. okay what's your opinion about going out and shooting deer at 90 yards or more with a bow Okay, that's a good one. So I, I have a, I was just talking about that this weekend uh, out at our ranch in Arizona where we hunt deer at mainly. And I was talking to some friends that we hunt with all season. And the equipment now, going back to when I started, the equipment is phenomenal. Like our boy Branson, you know, he shot that rifle deer and now he wants to bow hunt like now. Right. He's like, I want to bow hunt. I don't want to do this with the gun anymore. And I think it goes to that stigma we're talking about, like, oh, we're bow hunters and oh, that's a that's a rifle thing. And like I personally I don't draw rifle tags in Arizona because the real jumbos aren't there during that time of year. You just don't see them. So I prefer to hunt the real big hammer bucks in January. So that's archery deal, right? And he sees and hears us talk like that. So now he's like he's way over rifle hunting, I think, for now. He's gonna 
transition. But we were talking about the bow hunting thing, and with him, it's the technology. I'll call it is better than what it was. Right. The bows are better. The arrows are better. The releases are better, and it's really neat to get people set up. Like when I got Dwight set up, and I think I remember now we went to Aranko and sighted your bow yep. and everything. Yep. And with him, we'll get him going. We'll probably get him a bow for Christmas or something and get him shooting again. And uh, it's you neat just gave his you, Christmas present up. Yeah. <laughs> it's really neat that you can progress as an archer faster. And I was telling these people last weekend that I remember when I was new to it or kind of newer at it, but pretty experienced I would talk to guys that would come into the archery shop and bullshit with them. And they would say, yeah, it was common to hear guys say, yeah. Um, so you guys went hunting this weekend. That's cool. I've been shooting like a year and a half and, and I'm really, I can really hold my arrows together at 30 yards. Now I'll probably be ready to bow hunt next year, maybe the year after. And that was common conversation back then. Now these guys, they roll into Bass Pro or Turner Store or whatever, buy a setup, go to the range, figure it out, watch some YouTube videos. You know, if they're smart, they go to Turner's and run into a guy like Scott or Bernie, right. and we get them dialed in right in the back of the store, and those guys are ready to hunt in a weekend, right? It's yeah. crazy how much faster people can get into it. But hunting, the downside to that is these guys that don't have a lot of hunting experience, right? They just saw Cameron Haynes on Instagram, so they wanted to get into archery, and they buy a bow, and it feels and looks really easy, and then they start walking around in the mountains, and they can't figure out why they can't get within 60 yards of a deer, so then they start flinging arrows at 80 yards and 90 yards. Exactly. When I started bow hunting, we didn't even have rangefinders. We didn't have sites that you could dial to whatever yardage you want. Right. And the spooky thing, I see it every year. And it, that that three by four, I didn't shoot. What did we call that buck? You remember we called him the gimpy buck. Oh yeah. So yeah. that buck had a gimp, and someone shot him in the ankle, and he limped all season long. And it was, I can promise you, it was a dumb bow hunter that ranged that buck at ninety five yards and thought he'd let one loose and crippled that deer. And and it causes a lot of problems to I don't have any in here, but I have some I've killed some of those big crippled bucks that have had bad shit happen to them. Right. And they get the real weird horn growth. The widest buck I've killed is like I think it's forty two inches because it was a cripple. Someone hit it like in the foot joint with a broadhead, had a broadhead in it and a big abscess, and then it causes their horns to grow all weird the next year, you know? Right. So I I'm super against those guys. Now there, I know we, you and I both know some guys that hunt locally. That some of them were our mentors, bow hunting growing up, and those guys shoot deer at ninety yards, and they're very, very uber capable of it. But the average guy, I because, think, it's but, bordering on yeah. But those guys are shooting fucking for many, many years yeah. and all the time, yes. right? All the time, these guys hunt, yes. and shoot, and and. He, you know, some we work a lot. We some I have a bad shoulder injury. I can't shoot as many arrows as I used to shoot. Yeah, same here, so brother. I don't feel comfortable at those extended ranges anymore. If I did, I would have killed some big bucks at long range, and I would have wounded a lot of big bucks at long range. So I think people really need to check themselves now and realize that if they want to shoot shit at ninety yards, like start muzzleloader hunting because right. yeah. I don't Ethical. think archery is a place for it. And even 
I, I just got back from a big long range match. I started getting the long range rifle shooting a little bit um, to kind of learn it from a work aspect. And uh, I've learned a lot of things about it in the last year. And shooting 500 yards, no problem, right? I feel like that's super ethical. I think that's like a 50 or 60 yard archery shot. Mm. Not for everybody, right? right? And I learned that with Branson this week. And I, I have a rifle that's so doped in, so dialed, we could take the thing out and throw it on the ground and ring steel all day long out to 900 yards. And I saw that big buck at 440 and was like, this thing's dead. <laughs> but I didn't take into consideration the kid's freaking 13 years old. Right. right? I even got mad when he missed it because I was like, what the <laughs> hell, dude? Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, I would have smoked that thing, right? But you got to remember, we're not all... They don't, we're not, everyone doesn't have the level of experience or trigger time or string time that right. we all have. And there's just, people shouldn't be doing that. And I think it's Absolutely. A, something that, that people really need to realize it's not cool. And you had that same experience when we went up to, uh, to Oregon where you had this shot and you're like, I'm not comfortable with that shot. Hey dude, I'm not a rifle hunter and you know that Mike, mm-hmm. I, I barely, I barely pick up a rifle and exactly. we went to Oregon and we, I was with the guide. And I was like, yeah, I need to be 400 or closer. I, I, I prefer to be 200. Yeah, who <laughs> but doesn't? I, 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 I don't want to go past 400. Well, I was saying 200 originally. And I borrowed a rifle because I, I don't even have a gun. I borrowed a rifle from my buddy Cam. And he has this 6.5 Creedmoor all doped out. He's like, oh, dude, it's up. It's sighted in a 750, dude. You're good. Don't worry. Bye. So... The next day after we were, we were in bucks, dude, like big bucks, but they were all like five, 600. I even told the guy, if you can give me 400, I'll, I'll move it up to 400. I went from 200 to 400. I was like, I'll, I'll just, I'm going to depend on this dope chart, you know, on this dope. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, yeah, 400 or closer. I'll, I don't want to go past that. And we had two monster buck, three, there were yeah, three, three bucks, of them, three, 521. And I mean, one was a fucking tank, tank. Yeah. way bigger than the buck that I got. And yeah. I got a big one, but this one was fucking that big guy. He was 521. I was like, no, dude, I'm not shooting that, dude. I, I don't want to shoot that. And I see now what people nowadays, they get a bow. They only been shooting a few years and now they're taking 90 yards pop shots, yeah. wounding animals. And then they're like, Okay, I'll just go back out hunting next week. For me, hunting with a guide and all that stuff now and hunting, dude, the rule is you draw blood, that's your tag, dude. And I think a lot of people now, their ethics are a little out of it because everybody's social media up and they're like, oh, like you said, Cameron Haynes and some of these other other big ones out there Mm -hmm. that they're shooting 90, 100 yards and they're getting animals. Well, dude, it's not, that's not reality. No, not at all. Not a reality. And the same thing with these rifle guys that I, I watch some of these guys that are shooting. You know, I saw them shoot a buck the other night at nine thirty-five. Oh, and it's like, these guys me. have the experience to make shots if they're shooting steel. What they don't realize at a thousand yards, um, the bullet hang time, and the, all the deer or elk has to do is take a step, and, and you're going to gut shoot them. Or shoot him in the ass, or shoot him in the horn. Right. You know, like when I when I had Branson on the scope the other night, I was very careful with making sure um, that he didn't shoot. That was he. This buck was with 
40 deer, you know, does and fawns and smaller bucks and spikes and one by twos. And I had to make sure, you know, hey, what are you seeing? Are we on the right deer? I know a lot of grown ass men that go on guided hunts and shoot the wrong freaking animal or yep. shoot a cow elk instead of the bull that was next to her. So I was really diligent about saying, okay, buddy, you see the buck I'm talking about? You see, he looks like this. What's he doing right now? And he'd say, oh, he's, he's eating. I said, yep. What, which way is he facing? He's facing to the right. What way is he facing now? He's facing us. What's he doing now? He's scratching. I'm okay. That's the one. And then I'd say, do you see that doe that just walked in front of him? Yeah. All right. Do you see the fawn that's behind him? Yeah, I see it. All right. Let's wait till we're good. Let's wait till we're good. And okay, now we got a gap. He's broadside. Good shot. It's 440 is a long way. Right. Right. I never shot anything that far until a few years ago. But if you do it right, there's a right way to do it. But when you get past that 500-yard range, and even 500's touchy, a lot of shit can go wrong. Dude, I tell you what. I got Listen, you know what? For the first time using a rifle, I have the utmost respect. I still have the respect for those who do rifle hunting. Because the fact is, my deer was at 250, okay? I've never shot anything that far. And the adrenaline and making sure that you just relax had your breathing right, all those things that come into play for the time when you just pull that trigger. And I tell you, it is it is very difficult. Like you said, the further that animal is, and all of a sudden he just takes one step, changes dynamics one hundred percent, even after you you, know, you put the hammer to that to that bullet. It changes things. Yeah. So yeah. there is a lot of there's a lot of skill, like you said. People got to get out there and practice, even if it's with a bow or anything. You got to get out there and you have to put in the time. You know, so that you do a nice, good, ethical, clean shot and on not, that animal. And, and especially for bow hunters, don't think that you're going out there just because you go to Oranko or any of your local. I know this is SoCal we're talking about, but a lot of people out of state listen to this podcast too. And you can't just pick up your bow and just go to your range and you're like, oh, yeah, I shot 80, 90, 100 yards all day long. It's a whole nother gig when you you got a deer that you're going to shoot or mm -hmm. a bear or whatever, whatever, whatever species that you're hunting. Right. It's mainly deer and bear, but you can't shoot 80, 90 yards the same. You got to like, everything has to be aligned. Right. Yeah. I feel personally for bow hunters, dude, 90 yards is fucking whack. Yeah. Don't take 90 yard shots. dude. I agree. And I think luckily the rest of the country doesn't have the opportunity because they're, they're tree stand hunters or now saddle hunters and they're doing all their own thing and they're shooting really close, which is awesome. Yeah. But out here, especially in the desert, you know, the desert hunting thing has gotten more and more popular. And yes. It's really hard to kill big deer in the desert. You know, it's it's not it's not easy. I, I have a lot of it's like our passion is hunting those desert deer to the point like we're we're there every weekend. We built a house out there to hunt out there. Um, and all the years I've been doing it for almost probably 18 years now, six, 17 years. And I've killed a handful of bucks. I've killed some hammer bucks out there, but it's not something you just go shoot one every year. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are like, did you get your deer? Did you get a deer? Did you get a deer? It's like, I don't know how many times I hear yeah, but, Sunday night it, driving home. So but go, but here you are, Mike, very fucking seasonal. You're seasoned. Okay, you shoot bows like no other. Okay, now just talking about, oh, you're jumping up to gun, long range and all that. That's, I don't know you as a gun hunter. Mm -hmm. 
I know Mike Ethan is a freaking bow hunter, okay? You shoot bows. Well, now that you say you got a shoulder injury, you don't shoot as much as that. But you still practice and you still shoot your bow. You still know your equipment all the time. And your limitations. Okay? You, yourself, are you going out there and shooting 90 yards? No way. Okay. When and I you first met him, he did. When I first yeah, met when him, I was, when I was, 90 yards, yeah, 100 yards, yeah, it was, was like no problem. I was like, wow. Yeah, I, I, I could shoot, and I shot a lot more arrows back then. But, you know, you know, to be honest, in most cases, especially where you're hunting, where we're hunting, those deer, you're going to see them again, fortunately for us. There's not a lot of other hunters out there and things like that. So when you see a real exceptional deer, a lot of times that they're 90 yards or 100 yards, you can get 30 yards closer. And if you can't do it today, you do it next weekend. You know, there's no reason. Like this buck right here behind me, this is the biggest archery buck I've killed. Beautiful. Uh, and that one, I saw that buck on January 1st in the morning. And I saw him in the field. He walked into a tree line. I got dropped off. I snuck up, up, on, snuck up on him in the tree line. And it was pretty noisy. And I busted him out with some does, and he just started walking away from me. And I remember being at full draw, and I had him at about, I was going to shoot him for 70 yards. And I thought, you know what, and, uh, walking away 70 yards. And I'm like, this is a hammer. <laughs> you should see that buck walking away from you, right? It was crazy. And I'm like, I'm going to shoot him right in the ass. And then I, I, I'm like loading my release, and I'm like, you know what? I, thought, I remember thinking to myself, this freaking buck is too good to shoot it in the ass and lose it to the coyotes out here right. and whatever. So I just let down and said, you know what, I'm going to get him next weekend. And like, I think three weeks later, the weekend before the last weekend, I ended up killing him. Nice. And that's where the ethical comes in. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's where the ethical comes in. Yeah. And you know what? You're a patient <clears throat> and you're like, you did the right choice. Like, oh, I don't want to wound something because of the fact that a lot of people now don't shoot an animal. And it's like, oh, it's not a big fucking deal. We can get go up. So, you know. It almost goes back to what you were saying. How some people shoot, hit it, and go, well, I didn't find it. No, I still got a tag, so I'm going to go shoot something else. Correct. And like some people out there, they'll shoot a buck, and they lose it, and they're like, whatever. And they're going to go out the next week. And we'll just say hypothetically, they. I know know a guy that's wounded two deer and still out there hunting. And I'm like, you're a piece of shit, dude, because of the fact that you shot a deer. Got blood. Got blood. You posted it. I got an arrow. Ooh, and you didn't find it. Okay. Next week, you're out hunting deer again. Well, now all of a sudden, your tag doesn't cover three deer. No. It covers one deer. And if you shoot, if you keep wounding deer or any animal, you keep wounding them, what... What what's gonna grow up next year? You know, even Mike even said, you know, how many deer he had he had shot because of the mere fact that somebody took that long shot and he saw the 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 the, the, the broadhead sticking in the in the deer's ankle, Crazy. or you know, and it's, it's it's not it's not worth all that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you stop it, but it's it's a problem, and it, it's a some of this new thing like in Arizona this thing with the tags with the so many hunters now in the desert do you, do you guys savvy to that whole thing we yeah. got to call and get your tag or get your tag on the online we got yep. lucky got we one got one show. yeah what a shit show that yeah. is right oh my god crazy. yeah did you guys get one i yeah. was like on I don't the computer know how. like this getting him well, i don't know like i was yeah. yeah i was like getting him for him getting him for 
me and I'm like, oh my, because we were just terrified. Because last, the last year, they came out at like midnight or something. Correct. Yeah. And then this year. Eight. Yeah. And it was the, the computer crashed. And he calls me like thing. frantic. Yeah. He's like, the tags are out, the tags are out. And I'm like in the middle of a work day, like between conference <laughs> calls. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do about it? And he's like. You got to get on there. So I'm like on my phone, on my computer. He's on his phone. He was in Texas hunting. And I'm just like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't, that's like our whole life. Like we literally built there. a house to deer yeah. hunt. Right. And now they're going to say, I can't get a freaking deer yeah. tag. Like right. it's a, it's kind of broken. I don't know why they don't just go to a over the counter tag, like our bear tags and do a rigid uh, check-in deal and then a hard stop at whatever number right. and not because it's a lot of I'll give you an example that happened that I think that it's flawed and I understand there's more hunters now and that they're hunting a lot of desert deer there's not a lot of desert deer whatever but let's say you guys I, I didn't you know you guys are Arizona hunters obviously you have tags but I met some guys the other day and they're like good buddies and I'm like hey come out and hunt the house for the week you know during the rut come out there it's a lot of fun uh, guys from the you know Midwest and shit that don't get to hunt mule deer. Right. I can't do that because they can't get a freaking tag. tag yeah. Or like our kid wants to hunt now. He wants to bow hunt in January. He can bow hunt. He's, he can shoot a deer calendar year, right? So January 1, in the past, he could buy a tag and for the first time start bow hunting with me. Can't do it. It's got to wait till next year when he can try to get a tag on a broken-ass website. Right. Like, it's a problem. They need to figure it out. It's, it's not good. Well, the, well, I remember back years and years ago, it wouldn't be nothing to go any time of the time and get a... You go to a, lick, a liquor store right off... What was that? Uh, what's that that place? Ehrenberg. <laughs> there it is. Ehrenberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can go in that little freaking liquor store right when you cross into Ehrenberg and buy an over-the-counter tag yeah. because they were just selling like that. Dude, now they went from what ten thousand to twenty eight hundred. Twenty eight eighty, yeah. Yeah, and you have super... to check every week, like on a Wednesday oh, it, or something, yeah. to see if you can even still hunt. It because that unit might be closed because they have nope. too many. Yeah, and then I got I got freaked out last year. Um, I was hunting and I it was December thirtieth, and you know the tags the season that tag expires and you buy a new tag right oh. so. I had my tag and I had a decent three by three and I'm like, I got a day left. Like I might put an arrow in this thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember calling the game warden. I know real well out there. I'm like, Courtney, I just want to make it sure if I kill a deer today, can I hunt on Saturday or whatever? Monday, the 30, the first is. And she's like, uh, I'm not really sure if that's going to be that way or if it's prepared. I'm like, how do you guys come up with these new rules and there's not, everyone doesn't understand Damn, yeah. what the freaking rules are. Like, what are. do you mean, dude? Like, I and thought the, game, the tags and, are all January, August, and December. That's and then the, one, then I, and the game warden doesn't even know. But here's why. <laughs> so the quota is what I was worried about. So what I was worried about was that your tag's one thing, right? But even though the tag crossed over, the quota would shut you down. Gotcha. Oh. So I would have a new tag in January 1st, but it's that quota thing where they could shut it down. So we were monitoring every day to see how many tags were left. And I remember it got down low. Yeah, And we have a group of like six people we bow hunt out there with. And I was like, I don't really want to shoot this buck. I want to hunt next weekend. But 
if I don't shoot this buck, I might not be able to hunt next weekend because they're going to shut the freaking thing down. Right. And then she told me, I think the period restarts on the first. And I was like, well, that's weird, but okay. Like, I'm going to risk it. And I, I ended up not shooting that deer, but it's it's screwed up. They need to really clarify that rule um, because it's an unknown deal. Like, I don't think you guys even knew that's how it works. So no. from December 15th or whatever day an archery opens... If you didn't shoot a deer in January of the prior season, your tag's still good, right? Correct. Like, so this year, our 2023 tags are valid right now. So in December, when it opens, our tags are good. And it expires on the 31st. So I've shot some smaller deer on that last day. You know, I've shoot, shot some small 3 by 3s I'll have killed a four-corner out there. If someone wants meat really bad or... We need meat for the house out there. I've, I've shot some deer like that on the literally, literally on the 30th and 31st. But now what I was unclear on is if the quota starts on December 15th and you start hunting and you get towards the end of the year and you know you're going to, you've got a new tag online, right? but are they going to shut the season down because they hit the quota? Right. And then you're not going to hunt in January at all. Yeah. So our prime freaking rut Right. I don't even really I don't truthfully, I don't even like hunting out there until like January 7th. Oh, okay. That's when it's like happening. That's when it's like we always fight because I want to take like two weeks off and stay there. And right. We have work and kids and all the crap we got to do. But it's like that's like I live for that shit. Right. You know? Absolutely. And now to think that these guys are shooting forked horns at 90 yards and they're punching tags. And then it's going to shut down um, their yeah. season. Because it's a so, quota. Yeah. So hopefully it's what I think it is now where it's reset. So January 1 is like a season A and season B. And then it resets every quarter because it, it happens again, I think, in uh, the next December. It would be another period. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because we, we, yeah, we were lucky enough to get ours. Like you said, trying to get on there one day because me and Chad were texting back and forth, yeah. calling. And all of a sudden, Chad texted me and said, hey, dude, you know, the, the computer system down. Hell, I couldn't even get on. I couldn't even find what, how Chad was able to find that because I'm, cause I'm going through my. Because it said, like, shut down, like, cannot be found. Yeah. Which cannot be found. Yeah. Whatever. And then it said sold out, and I was like, Gabe, we missed it. And he was like, no, I'm looking on the Twitter or yeah, Instagram was... or something. It said sold out, but it wasn't because it was, like, within two minutes. Sold out. Yeah, because they weren't. Yeah, and, and then and then the system came up, came back up about uh, nine o'clock uh, or something yeah, in the morning, yeah. and right when I I logged on and it popped up, I text Chad, I go, bro, it's on. Yeah, and I was able to get mine. And then also come to find out they didn't take American Express, <laughs> so uh, yeah, they wouldn't take American Express. It said uh, it said it told me that my card was declined. I go, what are you talking about, right? So then I did, then I put my Visa in there and they said. I purchased it and I was like, whoo, thank God. And I was stressing because I'm like, oh my God. Because I know yeah, yeah. last year they went by, they sold out so fast. Yeah. I, we were unable to get get on. But this time I was so scared I wasn't going to get mine. But yeah, at that time it had like 1,200. And then when 1200. I got on, it was like 1,000. Yeah. And How it, fast did it sell out? Did you? They sold out by 1 p.m. No way. And, 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 and they didn't even start selling. They didn't start selling tags till like nine thirty. Yeah, 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 so I told her. But yeah, like, I heard noon is when it. When, luckily, I was getting out. Of, I was on a work hunt in Texas, and work Scott. Hunt. Yeah, work hunt. Of, and I saw. Must Scott be nice, call. huh? <laughs> Can I get a job? <laughs> 
So I see Scott call, and I he doesn't call unless it's important. So I'm like, hey, what's up? And he goes, are you, did you get your AZ tag? And I'm like, why would I have my AZ tag yet? It's not time to do that. And he's like, it's right now. And I'm like, the freaking nightmare computer thing is right now? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, holy shit. So I called Amy, told her, and I was like, I, I get kind of brutal when it comes to hunting, like we experienced with Branson this weekend. I was like... Bitch, you better get your tags. I've been on. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm gonna get mine. You can't get yours. Too bad. I was like, yes, every, every man, man for himself. himself. You're so on sure. your own, honey. <laughs> yeah. I got mine. Sounds, hey, sounds like sex sometimes. <laughs> I got mine, honey. You better catch up and get yours. <laughs> you learn who your friends are real quick. Real quick. Did you get a tag too? I got my no, computer. she got it. <laughs> so we get on. I get on my computer. And that's she's what she on does. her phone, and hey. I'm like, "Babe, calm down. You're doing shit all wrong. Like, you need to click here. You need to click there." And I had already got where I think I got one in my cart yeah, before she could cart. even get on the website. Oh, okay. And, I, and then it was. I got to the part where it was like your credit card, and yeah. it wouldn't let you enter it, and it was just spinning. And then she's like, "I get an email for it. I'm like, "Wait a minute. I just got an email for. I got a tag." And she's like, "I got mine." And I'm like, how the frick did you get yours already? I was like, well, get mine then, too. And uh-huh. she's like, get okay. Mine yeah, get yours. I got, oh, I got yours, too. And I'm like, well, hell, get our buddy Bob. So, okay, I got that one, too. It's like, holy shit. We were, because she was in Arizona. Yeah, I was like, at the house. The only, I was talking to 10 people at that time, all doing the same bullshit. And she's getting through. And the only thing logically that I could think is that she was in Arizona. And if there's some weird VPN or, I don't know what it could be, but there, for some reason, she was able to just before. go right in and get three yeah. tags before I can get one. Wow. It was wow. weird. And Scott was trying. I got pissed off at Scott because he's like, I got six browsers open. And they're all spinning. I'm like, you're the freaking <laughs> problem, dude. Like, this thing is like, it's like a pipeline, you know, and only so many people can get in it. And that's what's frustrating is if Arizona Game and Fish is going to do this, which I, I can see why they're doing it. But if they're going to do it, the shit needs to work, right? right? Hey, dude, they made 875000 that day on just tags. What? Yeah, 2880 times 300, $875,000. That's a lot. How much were our over-the-counter tags? Were they like 300 bucks? Yeah, they're always 300 bucks. Yeah. Well, super crazy, right? Absolutely. It's, mm-hmm. it's a broken deal. Absolutely. You guys put in for Utah or any of that? No. Uh, I mean, I put in for I got points, but I didn't put in. I mean, to get it, you know, get anything. I'm just so stretched yeah. out. Sometimes it seems like I gotta like limit myself now because, dude, my wife is she's great, but dude, there's been a couple years. <laughs> I'm doing this, 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 and then like I'm going to all of them, and then next thing, like especially when we did Africa, yeah. we went to Africa for freaking. 10 days, came back. I went to Utah for 14 days, came back, did another hunt. I, I got to limit myself a little bit. Yeah, I'm surprised your wife's put up with that shit. When I met, that's when I met Amy. I told her um, I was married before and it, I was gone all the time between work hunting and hunting for fun and work trips and all this shit. I was never home. So when we met, I was like, Fuck, I'm glad you hunt and fish and stuff because now we can do it together. And it's, yeah. it's like people talk about like hunting with their kids or I've even, I have hunting dogs. You hunt with your dogs and like going on a duck hunt, it's a lot of fun. But going on a duck hunt with kids, your kids, is really a, a, even more fun. 
and going with your own dogs is really badass. There's right. so much more. And with Amy being there, it's like we're a family that all gets to go hunting or yeah. fishing. We just went to Alaska for like 10 days and fish. We go all over. And it's really neat because it keeps our relationship really strong. That's so cool. before you she guys met, you already did hunting and fishing, Amy? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Maybe not as much as like we do like now. Like a normal like a, Yeah, person. like a normal person. Like yeah. I think how we like met is like he, we met online and he was like, he was reading my profile and he was like, yeah, I saw it said you can bait your own hook, but I thought, it was, <laughs> I thought it was hardcore saying I could bait my own hook. And he's like, I don't know the first freaking thing. And I'm like, okay. But I loved it. I grew up fishing with my dad, fishing, you know, and, and going out and, and shooting doing, and all that yeah, hunting and yeah. going to hunting camps. But you know how it is. If you don't, some women, unfortunately, if they don't, they won't do it. Like I have, there's people in my circle, our circle out there. Their wives would never come out there. Like, they never would go out there. And they're there every weekend of the season, too, with, by themselves, you know. And it's, it's you know, God bless them, the ones that can make it through it and do it. But it's tough, especially now. Mm. And a young smoking wife like that, they want you <laughs> home all the time, fucking hanging out with them, not going out hunting in the woods with your buddies all the time. So the secret is to... Bring them with you, all right. and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's sweet. That's yeah, well, I, I keep trying to get my wife to go, and she still isn't. But my wife does; she does love the outdoors. I'll give you that. She loves the outdoors. She loves the fishing. I remember we went fly fishing together and everything else, and she enjoyed that oh. and everything. But I keep trying to get her out to go do the hunting thing, and she's just. But she loves the meat. Every time she loves it, Chad brought over some bear meat one time, and I was at work. And she called, and I called the house and oh, Chad brought some meat over to the. I go and everybody's eating and I go, wait a minute, you better save me some, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Don't make me come home and there's nothing left for me. But she she is she is a woman that loves the outdoors. She loves the, the game meat. She really does. That's awesome. So if I can just get her to come on, come go with me, go out here and go do this hunt thing, you know. So well, I'll give you some advice on getting your wife hunting. If you hunt a lot and your wife doesn't hunt. Don't fucking get her started because it gets super expensive. <laughs> well, well, my wife got a job, so <laughs> honey, you pay. Honey, you get yours. <laughs> you have to buy another bow and another shotgun. Because he can't get a bow without. If and he another gets pair of binoculars. <laughs> Don't even get me started on her fucking me. hunting wardrobe that she has. <laughs> <laughs> and then, it's like then, shoes. Yeah, <laughs> well, everything. And yeah. then you want to go to Africa on a dream hunt. That's Times two. Yeah. You want to go on an elk hunt? It's times two. Because oh, he's not going to that. <laughs> that you, you know, I tell you, you know, you, you met Matt and uh, Matt and Joan up there in Oregon. My buddy's up there. He's a big time hunter. He's a dairy farmer and everything else. But his wife goes with him hunting and everything else too. And they have a, a blast. Yeah, they so really have fun. a blast. They, yeah, they even nice. go fishing together and stuff. They they really do enjoy it. So if I, I'm still on the verge of trying to convince my wife be a part of it also because you know i mean we're getting older and we got to sh- spend more time together kids are adults now and everything else and it's about us now you know it's about us yeah. Yeah. you know because we put everything in our children yeah. so if i can get her to go i try to fight she can't go deep sea fishing because she gets deathly what about with sea the sea. patch with okay. it all with yeah. it all she gets she gets death deathly ill yeah. i mean it gets so bad even in a car. If she's reading a book while I'm driving, she gets sick. Yeah, yeah. She gets that way yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I almost jumped off a boat in Mexico. Really? Because I was just sick all day. And I was a trooper. <laughs> like, fishing, I have to say, like, deep sea fishing, I love 
so much, especially in Mexico. Being out there, our honeymoon was actually fishing in Mexico. Oh, that's cool. And I got to be so in Africa. Talk about that later. Right. Easy guy. <laughs> I I got so sick, and I was just I threw up all day long. But we were hunting with two of our friends, and just having the best time, reeling in fish, and it was between me being sick. Um, by the time it got to be the end of the day, this was like nine hours of just like being sick. Right. And we're waiting in line because our boat was like a bigger boat. So we weren't, the, all the pongas were going in front of us up to the dock and dropping people off. And we were sitting back waiting and I was like, I'm jumping off the boat now. Like I'm done. I can see the sand. I can see the shore. <laughs> I'm getting off this boat. Like, I don't care anymore. Right. You're just, sick of being oh sick. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I was just so sick of it. So She was like, it's 100 yards. I could make it. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I'm not getting in that fucking Yeah. Box. We have a pole. I swim. I swim all summer. I'm like, I'm jumping off. And the guy, the poor captain was like, no, 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 no. Like, you don't understand. You can't do that. And I'm like, no, I can really. Like, I definitely can. But yeah, I get super, and not all the time. I just I don't know what it was that day, because I I've, I've been fishing like I said my whole life, and I I never got sick really. Sometimes right. though, right. sometimes it's. You guys bad. have any uh, future hunts coming up? Uh, this one with the rifle hunt was the big one for the year. Our big thing is the archery deer season. Hopefully that uh, pans out. Other than that, I don't, we don't have nearly anything. But you don't hunt local. I don't hunt local anymore because local to me is in Arizona on the weekends. Okay. We're literally never here. It's gotcha. like three hours away. It's not. I mean, that, to me, that's local. Yeah. yeah. I guess. That's we, cool. We, we bonds up bonsai out there and hunt for a couple of days and hang out and come back and. Now, do you, do you is this all private land you guys hunt or is it a mixture? A oh, lot okay. of desert land and a little bit of private land. Oh, okay. Um, Maybe one time you'll invite us, huh? Yeah. No, guys. I just worry I'll invite you. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Hey, let's just keep talking to Amy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know what happens. I'll invite him out there one weekend, and then, like, next season, we'll be driving down River Road, and these motherfuckers will be there. No, we wouldn't do that. (laughs) We wouldn't do that. That's what it's No, brother. We wouldn't do that. That's not us. That's not us, brother. Yeah, you invite us to your spots or whatever else, bro. We won't give them up, and we would never go hunt on something that you hit us up on because you found it. It's yours, and we respect that, brother, 100%. We'll have you out there. We could do a podcast from Goose Alley Ranch. Absolutely. There it is. January. It's only like a month and a half. Oh, yeah. We'll do it. You'll never eat better food anywhere. I got to tell you, if there's one thing, the food's great. Yeah, you guys will dig it. Well, I, I cook good, good too. Yeah. I All cook, right. I cook good. We'll you got a smoker out there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we have dude. everything. Get out of here. I'll, no, I'll, bring my, I'll bring my smoker. I'll even bring some ribs. I'll yeah. smoke some ribs for you yeah. guys. Bring your wife. Oh, absolutely. She'll come if I get her to come. Yes. I'll try to. I'll no, no, the problem is so, this place we started hunting, we used to sleep in a single wide mobile home from the 1940s with the. One of the main landowners there, his name is Bob, and we had a little tiny bedroom in the single wide trailer with two twin beds in it. And I had a bed and Bob had a bed. And when I met Amy, she would come out and we'd sleep in the twin bed in Bob's room. I shared a twin-sized bed with him for the entire first season. So then it was like, you know what? And that's why the women were there. It was full. The first night we went there, there was... Six he made me mice, trap, mice. mice and traps. Oh, mice. I mean, it's a, they were rat holes, spiders <laughs> yeah. this big yeah. and dirty and stinky, everything Scorpions. else. So 
So the, no women go out there, right? So I said, you know what? Now that now that Branson started coming out with us, and my son comes out occasionally, I said, you know what? Let's get a trailer, and we'll just park it next to his mobile home. And we bought a trailer, and we did that for a lot of years, right? And stayed in this trailer. But Frick Branson's a size of Dwight now. You know, it's kind of weird having him sleep on a pull-out bed and in a small space, right and it was just too small. So. Um, we decided, hell, you know what? Let's freaking build a house. And we'd stay in these barn dominions all the time hunting, right? You know what those are? Mm-hmm. Those big metal buildings, yeah. the house inside? Yeah. So we said, shoot, let's buy some land and build one of them things. So we built a cool barn dominium, and we built it for entertaining yeah. our hunting friends out there. That's cool. So it's like every, I mean, it's, I shit you not. 30 people every There'll be Friday and 30 Saturday. people in my house Saturday and night. I plan and like, like dinner for, for six. 10 people, 6 people. <laughs> but I know somewhere in the back of my mind, I'm like, 20 people are going to come out of nowhere. I know it. And of course, you know, 30 minutes into it, they're knocking on the door and I'm like, I knew this. And then people are like, why do you cook for like 40 people? I'm like, because you never Exactly. Never. But you guys got to come out. That's what we built it for. No, it's cool. That's what I was saying about the tag thing earlier. What's, you don't. You guys are lucky. You have tags, but um, some of these guys that we want to invite and bring out there, and they can't even buy a tag. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. You have Halloween out there too? No, I wish we did. Oh. Oh man, I wish we did. That would be awesome. Don't say that too loud. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about pigs, right? I was like, man, we should put some pigs out here, and. uh a couple of weeks later, a buddy called me and he's like, did you do anything about that pig thing we were talking about? I'm like, no, man, I would never do that. And he's like, I was like, what are you talking about? Why? And he's like, because the game warden told me that there's they found a bunch of pigs up here in these trees. And I'm like, no way. I was like, can we kill them? And they said, no, not yet, but maybe soon. So so someone maybe, took some pigs out there then? Allegedly, but I've never seen yeah, one. Yeah, I've never seen one either. And you can't run cameras anymore, so... I've never, I haven't seen any camera photos of me. Well, you can run cameras if you're not hunting, though. Yeah, you could. The game, the biologists ran cameras. Allegedly, the biologists were in this thicket and they were in there doing some kind of plant survey, and you know, thirty wild ass pigs chased them out of there, and they were scared. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> but it makes sense because up there in, uh, is it Topak? Right there on the river, there's an island up there that has hogs on it. Mm. And they could just swim down the river. Oh. oh, okay. So I could see them being there, but I have not seen one yet. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, but you guys yeah. got to come out. You can go find them. I'll tell yep. you right where they're It'll supposed be to job. be. I just think I want to go out and find some of those deer you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Those saddle things, I wouldn't get my big ass in one of those things, but those saddle things would be a home run in that this area. You got to get these about. in your store, dude. Because you could move them around easy. You could. I just don't understand... How do you get up in the tree? Dude, the steps go around. They, they, you can just climb up. They, like a climbing stick. Yep, just like a climbing stick. Uh, they wrap around, and they, you just climb up. And I have them in the car. You could even check them out. So you like Velcro or ratchet strap a step on? Or no. What? So the the step goes on. You wrap the, the rope around. You wrench them down. They lock into the tree. No screwing in, no nothing. They lock in, and then you have your lineman, you have your saddle on. It's like a big diaper, like uh-huh. a hammock. Yeah. You put it on, and you have your lineman. You start climbing up, and then when you get to a certain point, you have your tether. You lock in. Mike, I'm telling you right now, it will just take. You don't even know you're in a tree stand. 
Yeah. Yeah, you could fall. I could totally see once you're up there it being, I'd rather be in that than some of these tree stands I've sat in in freaking the Midwest. Right. So I get the concept. I just was wondering, like when I go to hunt tree stands, I ask very specifically. They'll be like, oh, get in this stand over here. And I'll be like, what kind of stand is it? Because I don't do hang-ons. I love climbers. I don't mind climbers. But the hang-ons with those climbing stick things, I'm out on those. Hey, literally, you can get into any tree within 15 minutes. Yeah. Any tree. You can get down it and then go into another tree right back up. And you're wearing wearing the saddle. Yeah, and you don't need a tree like traditional tree stands. You need a pretty robust tree, right? No. But you could get away with some smaller trees. Small trees. And like this area, you could... Definitely be mobile. The thing that's cool about it, too, is, you know, with the, these guys, I've hunted a lot big properties, and it's like the wind, right? Like, we went to uh, Illinois a couple of years ago, and it was not very great hunting. And he's like, man, there was a weird storm, and it was like all four or five days we were there hunting. It was like a south wind, and that place, like, 361 days a year, it's a north wind. And all their farm is set up for north wind hunts right Right. and we had some weird polar express or some bullshit that changed the wind and uh it jacked us so with if you're mobile like that you can just reset you know absolutely and you can go down and up a tree like and i've been hunting trees that are like that big around yeah that's cool and you're in that tree and and, and out there it'd be it'd be perfect and you're safe you're you're not falling out there's no you don't need a heart i mean it you have the harness around you. Yeah. And you're not falling out of the yeah, tree. Yeah, no, it's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. You got to try it. I have one. Yeah, you can we'll try, try it. Try you out. Yeah. And yeah. You, you, dude, the ropes hold 4,000 pounds. That's crazy. So, I mean, there's no 4,000-pound person out there, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. For big guys like us. Yeah, you just it, really got to worry about the tree at that point. It, you're not going to fall. Yeah. Any tree. I mean, I'm talking about little trees. I mean, I'm I'm literally putting my saddle and going up little tiny trees. Like I find pinch points and like, yeah, no lone wolf, no uh, big game hunter tree stand, no climbers could get those, but a saddle can. Yeah, and it's a it's it's a game changer, for sure. Yeah. Hey, so Turner started in 1970. 71. Yeah. 71, right? We're here now at 2023. What's the future for Turners right now? So we're looking at expanding more stores. We're really trying to grow kind of, you know, into Arizona heavy. We're looking at, you know, putting five or six stores in Arizona and keep on moving east uh, as we grow uh, is really the goal. I think there's some stores in here that have, you know, areas for have potential for stores. Like, you know, I always look at, you know, where the customers have to drive and uh, where our store is at. Like when I was here, we've been living here for a while. The closest store to me for a long time was in Chino Hills or San Bernardino. And I was like, man, there's a lot of people between here and Chino Hills and here in San Bernardino. And that's where we came up with like the Rancho store that now is the Ontario store. And I think there's some gaps like that. Like I look at a big gap between Ontario and West Covina, right? A lot of people live in like Covina, Pandora, different areas in Laverne, San Dimas, Alta Loma. Like, they have to haul either all the way to Ontario or all the way to West Covina, right? It's a long run. So you kind of look for little niche areas in there and go, you know, where's the next place for a store? But um, our owners are pretty aggressive. They want to see this company grow. Um, so we're not we're not stopping anytime soon. Now, now um, uh, sorry for interrupting you, but 
your owners. At one time, I think when I first met you and everything else, it was owned by one person, a, a lady. Yeah, a lady owned it. She right. sold it. Uh, she sold it back in uh, 2005. Okay. Okay. And, uh, some investors bought it and screwed it up within like. 18 months really and uh, almost bankrupt us really and, uh, they didn't listen to the people all these people i told you have been there for 25 30 35 years at the time it was less it was 20 years or 25 years right. but um they wouldn't listen to us they thought they thought we, they were all smarter than us because they had fancy degrees and were some of them were multi-millionaire guys and uh they're outdoorsmen and they wanted their own version of an outdoor shop right so they they just changed everything in the company that worked. They changed it to the way they wanted it, and they would not listen to us at all. And within about a year, they almost bankrupt the company. Unfortunately, we were to reach out to some um, business partners we had over the years of people we worked with, and we said, hey, you know what? Um, this is going to go really bad, and you know Turner's is a good thing. Like, help us. And they came in and bought it. Um, I mean, it, they bought it within weeks of us closing doors. Wow. And uh, they let us have control. Nice. Uh, they brought Brian, our CEO, back. He was one of those guys that's like, man, I'm not going down with a sinking ship. <laughs> These guys won't listen to me. It makes me look bad. Like, right. I'm at the helm, and they're crashing this thing. So he left for a little while, and we knew for it to be successful. He had to come back. So he came back. They injected money in the company, and we started buying again. And um, running our ads again. I mean, they changed a lot of things that were wrong. And ever since then, the company's just been on a rocket ride. That's we're, cool. We're all really excited. So That's cool. Look for Turners in all of uh, your neighborhoods coming soon. And we're big online with Turners.com. You can go on there and see what we do and what we sell. And um, you can buy guns, ammo, all that stuff online. In California, you can pick it up at one of our stores and we can ship to just about any other state. You guys are, you guys are moving like in and out, huh? Yeah, we're trying. I tell, we're I tell trying. you, because you know, it just used to be a Southern California yeah. freaking restaurant. Absolutely. And now they are now they're in different states. Yeah. And it seems like you guys are doing that same kind of move. You guys are on the right page, on the right path, and doing the right things, brother. And you being a part of the helm, and and your wife being a part of it also, dude. I, I see great things for the company. Me too. Yeah, we're excited about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, shoot, you got anything okay. else to add? No, I'm good, bro. Hey, so, uh, what was your what was your first bow that you ever shot? My first bow I ever shot? Yeah, do you remember? Was these old green recurves. We had an accuracy archery with like a single pin on them. <laughs> and then my first bow my dad bought me when I was like 11 was a Hoyt um, Game Getter 2, I think it was called. Like the arrow. It was like a straight limb. It was a nightmare. Yeah, my first <laughs> but that Specter Riser that I could not shoot. Now I still shoot Hoyts all the time. Me too. I'm a Hoyt. I've guy. tried everything. Lonnie sent me one of those new carbon bows, and I'm gonna try to shoot that. But it's uh, I just it's almost like I have a weird thing where I just have to shoot. Hoyt. My first bow was a Pro Line. Yeah, a Pro Line with Hoyt wheels, yeah, <laughs> cams. I remember we used to mess with yeah. all that stuff. <laughs> hey, and today everybody, check it out because. Did Matthews come out with a new bow today? I haven't heard yeah, of that. Yeah, they did, did dude. Oh, hey, I should work for Turner's. I'll tell you there that. There you go. <laughs> Matthews came out with a new bow today. They launched it today. I know Hoyt launched their bows uh, a couple days ago, and yeah. today Matthews launched their new bow today. Yeah, well, I can tell you right now, if they did, 
people can go down to Turner's and check them out because we will have them. He's checking it out right now. He's Googling yeah, past. So look at it, huh? Yeah. When, when, when you're the number two guy, you better be on top of your game. Yeah. <laughs> Double number 500 and I do. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, hey, everybody. I'm, uh, it's been a pleasure here. Um, Absolutely. I'm, I'm super grateful to be up here at Mike and Amy's house uh, at the Turner's Ranch. We should call this the Turner's Ranch, right? Exactly. <laughs> or, or, or the place they have out there in Arizona. Oh, yeah. The Turner's Ranch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, everybody, go out and check out Turner's Outdoors, dude. Uh, these guys got it going on. You guys need some hunting equipment, fishing equipment, outdoors equipment. He's looking it up right there. <laughs> right, and if you got some guys out there that you know you're an expert, you know you're very knowledgeable with bows, rifles, fishing, and the outdoors, hey, hit them up there looking for good people to work for them. You always know, looking. I tell you what, right, Mike? Always looking, always looking for new New people and uh, new locations. If you want to see us in your town, go to turners.com and call up customer service or send us an email and tell us where you need a Turner store, and we'll try to get one in your neck of the woods. Hey, dude, I tell you what, and if you are a customer of Turners and you like what they've been doing, hey, and you think that you could enhance their growth, hey, jump on board with them because they're looking for good people always, all the time. Like I said, uh, Chad and I have known Mike for years, and what we've known from Mike being the guy behind the counter and now being the number two guy, he is looking to see growth. He is looking to, to, to make Turner's the best outdoors place for you hunters, fishermen, backpackers, campers, and all the above. So, hey, you know what? If you got some expertise or just some extra knowledge you want to share and you want to be a part of the growth and watch it become the, the the best outdoors place, better than than Big Five, better than freaking the uh, Bass Pro Shop and all the rest of them. Hey, jump on board because I tell you what, they they from my experience and Chad's experience with Turners, they have been outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah, so I, I don't have anything negative to say about because if they had anything negative to say about them. Oh, I tell Mike, I'd call him right on the phone because we have his cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> and he answers our phone calls. Hey, dude, what's going on? And we tell him. But I tell you what, I've never had anything negative to say. And they and they, they give good customer services Mike has uh, given us throughout the years. And that's the key for us because you yeah. know us, we like customer service. Exactly. Pay a little bit more, but you get better quality and better customer <laughs> yeah, service. Right. Absolutely. Well, I, like I appreciate that. And I don't know how to do this my first time on your guys' show, but if we want to give a couple gift cards away, how would we do that? We could you, do it. Yeah, you All just right. get. <laughs> Tell them to put something in your DMs, or what do you want yep. to do? Just you, you guys just DM the Wackerman Pack and Podcast. We'll figure it out, uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah, we'll sit yeah. down. What we'll sit down we'll after give you guys the show. A, or, a couple fifty dollar gift cards to, for this show today. See if you can tie it to that. And, nice. Okay, yeah, we'll figure something out. Great. Absolutely, All absolutely, one hundred percent, brother. We hey, you know, we appreciate it, Mike. One hundred percent. You know, for uh, one, being on the show with us, and two. Hey, offering up some gift cards to to our listeners and yeah, stuff. We appreciate awesome, yeah. that. Yeah, you know, we didn't expect that. We just we just expected to come here and just hang out and BS yeah, with yeah. you and meet your beautiful wife, with she who didn't want to be on the podcast at all. She <laughs> she provided a hell of a lot and totally enhanced our our podcast today. And we don't know how many women we have listening, but hey, maybe by having your wife on. <clears throat> Yeah. Talking about the outdoors and how good it is to have your family with you when you're hunting good and fishing. Hey, 
Maybe some of these guys may have their wives say, honey, listen to this, listen to this. She does it. She does it with Mike, you know. So, hey, maybe we get some more women outdoors with us and and help and help support the outdoors. And, and, you know, like she started off doing the same thing, hunting and fishing, pass it on to her kids. It's like we're doing with ours and you guys are doing the exact same thing. So, hey, you know what? Thanks, Amy, for joining yeah, us today. Thank it was, yeah, you. Absolutely. Thank, thank you. Thanks for having us up here. Uh, hey, and everybody out there, make sure you check out Gator Outdoors, Last Lights, Mountain Bound Hunco, and Wild Edge. And you know what? I forgot to say something earlier. But you know what? I got to say one thing, though. Say you know, it, say it, say and you it. know, as much as I love Amy and Mike, you know what? She's got a white claw and didn't offer us a damn thing oh, to drink. I know, right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 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 okay. You know what? You got me. <laughs> Hey, everybody. And also, I forgot to mention earlier, you guys go out there and you guys get yourself a saddle by the end of the year. We're doing a raffle. And And hopefully we get some in the Turners. Because I tell you what, Mike sounds like he's very interested. Oh, we need to get very some saddles in these Turner you. stores. Hey, if anybody's out there and you guys go out and you guys get your saddle, I never, the uh, last two podcasts were saying that we're going to do a raffle. Well, guess what? It's going down. Here it is. We got, Dwight, we have a listener that listened to our podcast, yeah. tattoo guys named uh, Sam Scott Tattoos. I'll put it in the credits. He's given a $400 gift card. Uh, to anybody get the saddle, dude. Oh, $400 wow. gift card, dude. Oh, and, wow. uh, yeah. Also, I got Ho Dad's Burgers in San Diego. They're chipping in. Oh. I got, oh, yeah. Oh, Ho Dad's. <laughs> have you ever been there, Mike? I have not. Oh, oh no. my God, oh, my. dude. Yeah. They put like a pound of bacon on a burger. And you know, <laughs> everything tastes good with bacon. Silly. <laughs> so we got, we got, uh, Come here, little piggy, 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 we piggy. got that gift card for ta- uh, the tattoo. We got Ho Dad's Burger. We oh, got yeah. Mark from SoCal Hunt Fish chipping in some merch. Uh, we got, we're going to get some other stuff going on for that raffle, dude. So anybody gets out there, gets a saddle by the end of the year. Ooh, you could be a winner. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Hey, everybody, I appreciate everybody just tuning in again. We'll be back next Monday. More listeners, more hunters, more everything. And, uh, you know, whack them and pack them, baby. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Woo. Thanks, everybody. See you Monday. Yeah.